Hello, Let Me Listen podcast listeners. Would you like this part of the podcast to be filled with ads for shaving clubs or underwear clubs or web hosting sites? Yeah, I didn't think so. Neither do we. So this is just a quick announcement to let you know that after several requests from fans, um, Let Me Listen podcast has opened a Patreon page. So if you would like to help support this show and um, some of the other shows that uh, Let Me Listen podcast produces, then please go to patreon.com slash lemme underscore listen and make a pledge or just click the Patreon link on the Let Me Listen website. We're only asking for $1 a month and the funds will go to making these podcasts better and ad-free. If you can't or just don't want to, don't worry about it. We still love you. And uh, thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I am Steve Shives. And on this show, we take an ancient artifact of film history. We dust it off, we give it to interns who clean it up and polish it, and then we take it away and claim all the credit, and look at I'm, this is going way weird and we, and we take a look at it, we write about it and then we say, oh yeah, this thing's great or we go, oh, it's just a piece of trash and then we get up? the interns to bring us some coffee yeah, and then we get the interns to bring us coffee and um, we never credit them in the papers that we write and, uh, wow, I, we're jerks Steve <laughs> yeah Hey, what what really matters is the work. The work has to get done. Okay, here's what we really do. We take a classic film, at least 10 years old, and a film of note, something that, that people talk about that's been an influence on pop culture or whatever, and we give it a fresh review, see if it holds up after all of the years since its release, or whether it's just a big pile of garbage and we don't know why people like it. Um, or we take a movie that has been maligned, hated for centuries. Centuries? No, Jason, not sure. centuries. No, there's no. Oh, we no? don't have centuries worth of film yet. Oh yeah. Unless you're holding right. back something, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I had an, an incredible archaeological find that I wanted to share with you. It's Shakespeare's it home movies. <laughs> <laughs> Where we take. It's actually Christopher Marlowe's home movies. <laughs> you be quiet. I don't believe in that. Um, we take uh, an old movie that's been hated, and uh, we give that a fresh review and see if it holds up to all the hate or whether it deservedly de- belongs in the cinematic toilet where it's currently residing, waiting for the flush of history to make it disappear. Well, my metaphors are all over the goddamn place. I think they're kind of beautiful. Oh, Thank in their you. way. Oh, it must be the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, uh, we're gonna this week we're gonna take a look at a, a relatively obscure film from the 1970s, which is about uh, imperial control, about the struggle of farmers in distant lands to eke out a living, um, slavery, um, how uh, we tend to forget old people and and discount them as being crazy. Uh, yeah, the the movie we're gonna look at. This time around is 1977's Star Wars. 
And I would just want to, I would, I would just urge our listeners. I know it's sometimes it's difficult to listen to two people critique a movie that you're not familiar with, but, <laughs> but just you know, hang in there with us because there Guys, are some really rewarding things. If you haven't seen Star Wars, it's not a big deal. No one ever saw it. Yeah. You know what? No. It came and went, but apparently it was very influential. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I guess. I we mean, gotta drop this pretense because we're sounding like complete morons at this point. <laughs> Stop podcast. These guys have no idea what they're talking about. Have you seen this film? It's called The Star Wars. It's really interesting. <laughs> yes, the film that we have referenced in almost every review that we've done this year. Star Wars is the one that we're going to review this time around, coincidentally, when a new Star Wars movie is coming out. Wow. I didn't know that. Is there a new one coming out? Yeah, a brand new one. Wow. Number seven. This is what, the third one? Yeah, that weird turtle man had nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that weird bullfrog looking dude who's supposed to be a genius, but he's been doing real crazy things lately. (laughs) The guy who started out like Luke Skywalker and grew into Jabba the Hutt and then turned into like a Darth Vader type dude and then the yeah. Emperor and then he morphed into I don't know he's more like a Bib Fortuna now <laughs> um, yes we're doing Star Wars and for those of you out there we are not reviewing the special edition in fact we're not even reviewing the movie that had the episode 4 A New Hope on it we're, in, we're reviewing nope. Star Wars as it appeared in 1977, Steve wasn't alive, but I sure as hell was. And I remember sitting in that theater and seeing Star Wars, episode nothing, a new <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's actually the, 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 the original, original opening crawl actually what? said episode nothing. Episode nothing, a new go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's awfully aggressive. I don't know why the... The opening crawl is so hostile. Well, making this movie was was troubling. They, they went through yeah. a lot. It was delayed, too. It was supposed to come out at Christmas in 76 and didn't come out until summer of 77. So, because of all the problems they had. So, now here's the part where we tell you who's responsible for this big old space mess. <laughs> it was directed by, um... George <laughs> La- Lo- Lucas. George Lucas. Jorge Lucas. (laughs) Produced by Gary Kurtz, written by George Lucas, and it stars Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Peter Cushing, Alec Guinness, um, David Prowse, and James Earl Jones, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, and Peter Mayhew. Music by John Williams. Door sound by my son. <laughs> Cinematography by Gilbert Taylor, edited by Paul Hirsch, Marsha Lucas, Richard Chu. Production company Lucasfilm Limited, distributed by 20th Century Fox. It was released on May 25th, 1977. My birthday is May 29th. Guess what movie I saw on that, on my birthday? Ooh. Running time, 121 minutes. It was budgeted... Man alive. It was budgeted at $11 million. Wow. And box office, initial box office, $775 million. 
Gee, I wonder if they'll make another one. (laughs) You know, I think this might have franchise potential. You think? You think it might be popular enough that they take that Star Wars name and they slap it on every fucking product in the the country so that you can have Star Wars everything. Every every surface that can hold a logo. (laughs) Hey, I'm walking down my Star Wars sidewalk. <laughs> All right, the you Hollywood ready, Walk of Star Wars. You ready to needlessly recap the plot to Star Wars, yeah. Steve? Well, people need to know what the movie's about before we start. Everybody you know, knows what it. this movie is about. <laughs> people know the plot to Star Wars better than they do their own family members' histories. They probably don't even know where their fathers were born, but they know the Star Wars plot. <laughs> They know who lived on Tatooine, though, don't they? God yeah, damn it. But they don't know where yeah. Grandma came from. Oh, that's a very <laughs> interesting story. I came from a distant land. Tatooine. Ah, Grandma, come on. I don't know what you mean. Were you fleeing from the Empire? Oh, dear. <laughs> I was fleeing from Cossacks. <laughs> Are they like stormtroopers? They wear white armor? Was there a big, a big black dude that strangled people? Oh, no. I don't. Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. My memories. <laughs> okay, Steve. We are going to recap the plot to Star yes. Wars. And just for the just for everyone listening, we are going to pretend like we don't know th- that the prequels kind of ruin it and that there's going to be a movie after this. Uh, arguably a better movie after this one, the sequel, Empire Strikes Back. Some and, folks might say. And then, then there's going to be a spotty Return of the Jedi, which I actually very much enjoy. I don't understand why people complain just because of fucking Ewoks. Whatever. There's cute <laughs> things all throughout Star Wars. Just because you went a little overboard with the Ewoks. You know what? The Ewoks were tough. The Ewoks were mean. The Ewoks they were, were going to eat those people. <laughs> yeah. They were bad motherfuckers, those little Ewoks. That's right. Never a, Don't judge them by their size. Like Yoda Pair up the paraphrase Yoda from movie two. Oh, I yeah. just said we weren't going to reference the other movies, but, but we're not. Well, we haven't that. actually started yet. Yeah, we haven't started yet. Okay, Steve, go Star Wars. <laughs> get it. Go kick it. Okay, so there's a, there's words, and the words say Star Wars. Oh, the space and, words, and they're flying away from us really fast. Do you think that this galaxy, this galaxy, just has a lot of word pollution in space? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, yeah. and there's Star Wars. And it's flying away, and you're yeah. like, "Come back! You're the movie Come I want to see." Come back, Star Wars. <laughs> and then we get the probably, uh, not even probably, easily the most celebrated exposition in the history of cinema, mm-hmm. as the opening crawl begins, and it, it 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 sort of fades into the distance in like a pyramid formation. Yeah, space and words. It tells us, yeah, and it tells it's the space words, and it tells I us hope all no about. No spaceships run into those space words. I know. Well, see, they wait until the words are safely off into the distance before the ships start flying around. Oh, do they have to stop there and wait? Oh, wait, yeah. space words. Uh, there must be another movie starting. There's words. Hang on. Without the right, without the right coordinates, we could fly through space words. <laughs> we we could crash right into an opening crawl, kid. <laughs> we, need, we, we need to navigate the, the proper course. But yeah, so, and the, the words basically tell us that the galaxy is in a period of civil war, and there's rebels, and there's the empire. Yeah, and there was there the empire is building this big super secret space station called the Death Star that's yeah. strong enough to destroy a whole planet. Sounds but scary. But the rebels, yeah, and the rebels stole 
the the plans to the Death Star. Death Star is much scarier than um, troubling inconvenience planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Death Star is so scary that it is rendered in all caps. Oh yeah, that's right. It's in all crawl. caps. The, the Death Star trademark with the little TM. <laughs> yes, because Lucas knew what was coming. No, the Empire see. knew. Lord Palpatine <laughs> is like, no one steal that. That's mine. Great <laughs> Death Star. I want a space nickel every time someone says it. <laughs> space nickel. <laughs> they have it's it's they have space money. It's space. <laughs> no, they have credits. I guess. No, I don't credits. even think they mention what it is in this. They just mention price and it's just yeah, fifteen thousand of yeah. something. Give me fifteen thousand, and let's hope it's not children. Oh god! The new Galactic Empire is everything's paid for in children. The secret horror of Star Wars, but so 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 they they've stolen the plans and Princess Leia, whoever she is, is on board a spaceship and fleeing. she's right. She's fleeing from the Empire, trying to get the uh, the secret plans of the Death Star to the Rebels. And so we that's, have the icon. Now we have the iconic opening shot. Yeah, right? of the little ship and the big ship. Yeah, the the uh, power of showing not telling. Where it doesn't yeah. take a whole... And it, actually, this entire opening, from that point till when uh, the Golden Monkey talks, we have nothing but showing and not telling, where you get it. You don't need... I, I don't... If we had taken the exposition crawl out, do you think we would be confused? Oh, no. Yeah, you don't even really need it. Yeah. I think it's only there to make reference to uh, the serials. Yeah, I think Star so, Wars too. Star Wars is kind of riffing on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, keep going, Steve. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm trying to review the plot, goddammit. <laughs> Sit down and let me show you about the Star Wars. So, there's the, there's the wars in the stars. <laughs> so, yeah, so the two ships are flying past the camera. There's that iconic opening shot. Mm-hmm. And then we cut on board the, the smaller ship, the rebel ship, that is running from the gigantic Empire the ship. And cruiser. We, yeah, yeah, whatever oh, it's called. My I don't nerds, know the names. My nerds coming out. It's coming out. I don't know oh. the names of these things. It's actually a, a rebel blockade runner. But you know. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Shut up, nerd. Because it's running a blockade. It's running a blockade? <laughs> Duh. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, I'm, I'm, I, I, have a, I, I have a synopsis of it in front of me, and it has, like, the names of all the ships. And I'm uh-huh. like, who fuck? These, I, these are Are you movie. kidding me? How, you have a synopsis in front of you? How many times have you watched this film? Just so I don't forget. Give me a number. Oh, how many? Oh, God. Dozens. No, no. I'm going to say I've probably seen... When this movie came on HBO, finally, when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I think I watched it every time it came on for that entire summer vacation. So I've (laughs) probably seen this movie upwards of hundreds of times. I won't say thousands, (laughs) but probably hundreds of times. Wow. It's, I'm not it, doing that to impress. That actually makes me sad saying it out loud. Yeah, because there was that time where you, you know, your your parents were like, "Jason, we're going to the hospital. They're pulling the plug on your grandfather." And you were like, <laughs> uh, "But Star Wars just Star started." Wars is on. <laughs> it's on the best part. There's nothing happening. It's just people wandering around a desert. It's the best part of Star Wars. This is the best part. Shut up. Is all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we're on the ship. The yes. uh, the the rebel blockade runner. Yeah, uh, and and we meet the we we meet the first of our of our cast, and it's the droid C three PO and R two D two. And what is a droid, Steve? For those who do not know what a droid is, they're 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 like robot people. They're robots. There's, yeah, yeah, they're robots. This is a robot. 
One is a and, robot uh, person, kind of. Yeah. And, He's a big gold robot person. And the other one is a robot uh, trash can type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. With a little person inside of him. And his name's Artie Doody Doo. Artie 3PO and Artie Doody Doo. And and we, we, we get the impression quite early that, that C3PO is, is maybe maybe the nervous type. Just a little bit. He's, He's like, a bit oh, fussy, we're going maybe. to be destroyed for sure. <laughs> He's a little fussy, you know? A little bit. He's a bit pessimistic. He has by legitimate concerns. Their ship just got sucked up into a giant big ship that was shooting at him, and now skeleton armor guys are coming in through the through the, the door. They just blew open. And they're they're murdering everybody on the ship. Yeah, yeah. There's a big there's a big fight in the hallway. You know the, what? Considering what the hell's going on, that robot is actually pretty calm. All he manages is <laughs> oh my. He's not screaming and running around peeing oil down his leg. <laughs> you launch into this impassioned defense of C-3PO. Wait a minute. He's a coward, but you know what? If you were in his position, you had no weapons, you were programmed not to kill anybody, and you're wandering around with this other garbage robot that doesn't really can do anything, and then all of a sudden, a gigantic pizza-shaped chimp loaded to the brim with bad guys who want to murder everybody, sucks up your ship into their ship... And then all of the armor guys come in. What would you do, Steve? <sighs> You'd fall guess. down on the ground and yeah, cry. <laughs> I would. But what does You're C-3PO right. do manage? Oh, dear. <laughs> There's no escape <laughs> for the princess this time. Well, I guess maybe you're right. Uh-huh. I was too hard on 3PO all these years. Yes, you back off. I'm gonna I'm gonna write Anthony Daniels an apology letter. There's a reason why Artie Doo always stays around with him, and that's because even though he expresses his concerns, he, he's a robot of action, kind of. Kind of, yes. Okay, so yeah, so the 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 the, the stormtroopers board yeah. the the rebel ship, the that skeleton been, armor guys that I said earlier, the skeleton armor guys. Yeah, they're they're, they're in in this uh, in this movie, the bad guys wear white, mm-hmm. except for the head bad guy. Who wears black? Mm-hmm. So really, they wear all the colors. And who's the head bad guy? The head bad guy is this dude named Darth Vader. Yeah, and he's yeah, ooh, he's got spooky breathing and, and a, a cape, big old cape and a helmet. Yeah. And you can't see his face. And he's got a th- blinky box on his chest. <laughs> and and he's clearly the guy in charge. Oh yeah, because well, he think. orders people around and he's looking for stuff. He wants to find those plans. Yeah, and the and first he thing find... he does when he gets on that ship is he's got to choke a bitch. <laughs> yep, yeah, pretty much. I want to know where those plans are. And, and the guy can't like, answer him. What, is, what kind of answer is he going to get? He's literally grasping this guy by the throat and lifting him up in the air, and he's asking him questions like the guy can yeah. answer. Yeah, and then he kills him. So Vader's interrogation technique needs work. The guy does manage to say, we're, we're, we're some kind of ship, and we're innocent. And yeah, we're didn't. on a diplomatic mission. Yeah. But then Vader, Vader's like, no, you're not. Yeah. Crushes his throat and throws yeah. him away. Throws him into the wall. And then he's like, find more passengers for me to kill. <laughs> he says, I want them alive because I want to kill them myself. <laughs> Do you think if he hadn't said alive, they'd just be dragging dead passengers to his feet? <laughs> yeah. Lord Vader, we got some more. I don't know why oh, you want these guys, but these here they are. Freaking stormtroopers, I swear to God. <laughs> Then we cut to to um, uh, C-3PO and Artie Doodoo, and Artie Doodoo <clears throat> yeah. is getting um, molested by a woman. <laughs> He's dating. 
<laughs> He's dating her. And it's a woman slipping something into a slot. Yeah. Who's the woman, and Steve? It's, well, we, it turns out that she is one Princess Leia. Uh-huh. She's important. And she's she's sticking something in the robot, and then she's yeah. off hiding. Yeah, she's like, oh, you caught me, and she runs away when 3PO yeah. shows up. C-3PO doesn't go, who's that woman? I guess he knows, because he <laughs> I, mentions the princess well, It's earlier. weird, it's like, it's like they, the... He says he mentions Princess Leia like in his first line of the movie. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, there'll be no escape for the princess this time. And then he sees Princess Leia talking to R two, and he either he just doesn't recognize her, or it's like he doesn't know who she is, or he's just rude. He's like, <laughs> you know what? He's a voyeur because they probably are boning. They probably are doing some weird <laughs> robot sexual thing. And he's like, oh, I don't feel uncomfortable. Should I even be watching this? I don't, I don't think oh, so. Dear. Just finish up. Hurry. Is that really I the can time? See you. The, the white skeleton armor guys are going to be here any minute. Yeah, well, it may be their last chance. You know, you never know. Yeah, but so Ar- they get into an escape pod, right? Yeah, they go. Hey, uh, no, R two D. This is R two D 2s plan, where he's making with the beep boops, and he's like, "We're getting out of here." And then they get out of there. <laughs> they get and into the, escape pod. And the uh, the the imperial the, there's empire uh, imperial officers who see the escape pod through the window mm-hmm. and they say hey should we blow it up and they're like nah let it go we need to do something for the other parts of the movie there's nobody alive on it yeah which clearly it, indicates because they say there goes another one and he says hold your fire there's no there's no life forms which means that other people have <laughs> attempted to use the life pods and were murdered <laughs> and were blown to pieces. But thankfully, our two little metal friends have uh, escaped, and now we cut to uh, Princess Leah being dragged before uh, the big black dude. Yeah, Lord and, Vader. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm in it. You're crazy." And the Empire, you guys, well, there's when my dad finds out, you guys are going to be in a lot of trouble because I'm a princess and I'm important and I'm an ambassador and. Vader is not buying it anymore. Apparently, <laughs> no. He's like, you're you're a rebel, and everybody knows it. And we're gonna torture you. You're bad. <laughs> yeah. Take take her from the tiny ship and put her in the big ship. Yeah. And uh, one of his henchmen goes, "You shouldn't keep her because it's dangerous. If the, if the Senate finds out, he says, no, don't worry, we'll cover it up." We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> this is gonna be a black bag operation. <laughs> this is gonna be a false flag operation. This is what we're gonna do. Okay, guys, we're just gonna destroy the ship and say everyone on board was killed, which means we're murdering everyone else that's alive. <laughs> and then uh, one of the other troops or officers, whatever, comes up and says, "Oh, hey, by the way, there was an escape pod launched." Yeah, and and. Vader immediately concludes <laughs> that the yeah. stolen plans must be on the escape pod, which means the other guys were just dumb, I guess. Yeah, send 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 some the some of the stormtrooper guys down. And go get it, and then we'll be done, and then we can have lunch. Lunch, guys. Lunch. <laughs> exactly. Let's go get space lunch. So now we cut to uh, the planet, which is a big deserty kind of planet yeah. thing. And we see uh, the two robots, C three PO and R two D two, get in a fight. Yeah, they're they well, you know, three PO, he's he wants to go one way, and R two D two wants to go the other way. Yeah, so they kind of break up. Yeah, because C three PO apparently is sick of his shit. Yeah, and he's like, I ain't doing this no more. 
And he walks off, and R two D two goes away. Yeah. And then they get captured by slave traders. Yeah, like in the next five minutes. Yeah, thankfully, really quickly, these old Jawa looking <laughs> dudes wearing robes and they have glowy eyes show up and they capture them and they stick them inside of a disgusting ship with a whole bunch of broken robots and a whole lot of other robots that are <laughs> scared, so totally scared of what's going to happen. If you notice in that scene, when they open the big door, when the big door opens up and they're about to take them out, one of the robots turns around and runs away. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going out there anymore. And this is when I started thinking, wow, um... You guys just created a whole race of sentient creatures that don't like what's happening to <laughs> you. Robot bastards. slavery. Yeah. Robot slavery. Um uh, and then we so, cut yeah, so, to the stormtroopers who are like, Hey look. Um There the, there the were droids empty. in that capsule, yeah. Yeah, there's droids in the capsule, because I found this little piece of a thing, this round piece that can only come from a droid. Are you sure? Look, it's round. It's a round piece of metal. You don't use round pieces of metal on anything else in this universe except for droids. <laughs> he says, look, we need to discover that there was droids here, okay? If you have a problem with it, take it up with the screenwriter. I'm saying it's droids. I'm just saying it could be an O-ring from an exhaust port. Droids. You know what? You wouldn't be saying that, Charlie, if you had just passed engineering school. Oh, look at me. I passed engineering school. I'm Mr. Hoity-toity stormtrooper. <laughs> look here, Mr. College. <laughs> If we, don't search going this up. Planet, <laughs> if we don't search this planet for these droids, the plot is never going to get moving. So we need to just... Hey, can so... I ask you a question? Sure. Did we just keep the big lizard things that we ride around up in the ship? Or did we buy them when we came down and then came out here? Because <laughs> they don't move... Okay, I have to explain that joke for people who haven't seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. They're riding around on these big lizard things called dewbacks. Um, and in the original version, we don't see them move around a lot. They're kind of in the background, and they make make like a noise. But I, even as a kid, I was like, where do they get those things from? Do they have like a dewback pen on, on the Star, uh, Star Destroyer? <laughs> and don't they have like dune buggies or something on that ship? Don't they and have vehicles? Whose job is it to take care of them? It's like, I'm joining the Empire and I'm going to get a great job. Here's your bucket. Oh, God. <laughs> they get space sick a lot. <laughs> it's not widely known, but actually, Darth Vader really loves the dewbacks. He goes down on, he on loves golf the... hours and You're feeds the them. You're the only and pets ones them. I can talk to. You're so non judgmental. Oh. <laughs> I I just murdered him, flat out murdered him. Didn't even give him a chance to give me the answers I wanted. I threw his lifeless body against a bulkhead. <laughs> but when you look at me with your big glistening eyes, I, I feel okay about the <laughs> choices I've made. So many murders. Just so, I, I think probably more. <laughs> you understand me, Dubak. <laughs> <laughs> My friend. <laughs> I told you never to interrupt me while I'm speaking with the dewbacks. <laughs> choke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again. Choke death. What am I what am I doing? <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> anyway. So now we're at the Owens Lars humidity farm. Yep. Moisture farm. And it's this little uh, 
uh, adobe hut kind of place out in the middle of a barren uh, wherever, and the Jawas, who are the slave traders, are uh, forcing their captives out to be <laughs> uh, bartered and looked on to be sold to Owen Lars, who's this scruffy-looking dude. Um, he's got... Who, who happily takes part in the slave trade. No, no one thinks twice about it. Not even no. not even the main hero who's going to be coming up in a bit. Um, and that is his uh, nephew, Luke. And Luke's a blind kid. Uh, I think presumably 18? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And he's got all, you know, he's got every, the problems every 18-year-old has. He wants to... He wants to go out and see the world and hang out with his friends and have fun and, and race cars and yeah uh, and pick up power converters yeah because doesn't that sound like fun <laughs> go to really, Tashi station he, to go pick up some power converters he clearly had his heart set on it are power converters drugs <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call them in this galaxy or are they actually power converters where they're like watch this I'm gonna convert this kind of power to this kind of power and they're like radical <laughs> It turns out he's just a huge nerd. Boy, the galaxy sucks. If that's their only form of entertainment. <laughs> Don't you wish we had TV and movies and stuff? <laughs> but then there's a whole bunch of robot foo where C-3PO convinces Owen Lars to buy him and then uh, uh, R5-D4, R, R they buy the red one but then he blows up and then they buy R2-D2 and yay! I guess <laughs> together again <coughs> excuse me and so then Luke has to clean him right yeah he he dips C-3PO in some oil yeah and starts scratching R2-D2 with uh, with a, a screwdriver <laughs> and he's like hey you got a bunch of gunk you must have seen some battles And I wish I C could see battles yeah I want to have I just... battles Staring at power getting converted back and forth. <laughs> it sounds great. Going bonkers. <laughs> I know watching power conversion sounds really romantic if at first, but it gets yeah, old. If you're me. Scotty or Jordy LaForge, maybe, but I mean, that's not something that I would want to watch. <laughs> Keep going, Steve. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's uh, you know, fucking around with R2-D2, <laughs> and he, he pulls his screwdriver out, and R2 projects this little tiny blue hologram mm -hmm. of Princess Leia on the mm. floor. And it's just, it's stuck on a loop. It's only playing back just the last couple seconds of the message. She just keeps saying, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And then right. that's it. And it keeps going over and over. It looks like, hey, who's, who's she? She's a total hottie. And C-3PO's like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. And R2-D2 is being real stingy with the info. Yeah. Because 3PO is like, who is it? And R2 is like, beep, boop, boop, noncommittal answers. I'm going to hit and, you now. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. But, uh, or, or is he or, or is he just being uh, very foxy? Because R2 apparently says, you know, we have these bolts on that keep us from running away. The restraining away. bolts, yeah. Maybe There's if you took it thing. off. Like... <laughs> to keep your slaves in line, yeah, yeah, attach yeah, a your, bolt that electrocutes your... them. Your intelligent, feeling, sentient robot slaves, so they well, don't run away. We also call a future whip. <laughs> yes, exactly. But R2 says, you know, if you took this off, maybe I could play you the whole message. Yeah. And Luke says, okay. And he takes it off, and R2 immediately shuts down the hologram and refuses to play it. Mm-hmm. Because R2's like, I got you to take the bolt off, dumbass. What did you think I was doing? 
and Luke's yeah. like, "Well, I'm going to deal with you later. I have to go. I have to go have dinner with my with my family." Yeah. So he leaves, and C-3PO is like, "You asshole! Why don't you play that message for him? He seems like a nice kid." And then he cracks R2 on the head because yeah. that's their relationship. No, that's that's how they communicate with one another. It's physically. It's just, we shouldn't judge. It's just it's their particular rapport that they have. It seems to. They work made out of metal. It's not like he did any damage to him. And it was a funny way to get out of that scene. Yeah, it's you a know, good he, way to cap that scene. To go, yeah, we can move on to, to the Owen Lars family lunchtime discussion about <laughs> stuff that Owen's not going to talk about. <laughs> like, for instance, the possibility of Luke going to the Academy or yeah. Luke's father. <laughs> and by the way, that's the Imperial Academy, which means that Luke is about to join the Empire. Because they're the only game in town, really. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't think there's a Rebel Academy. No, <laughs> not widely advertised. <laughs> Come join the Rebellion. No, because he wants to be a big-time fighter pilot. And his uncle's like, nope. I need you around here to help me collect the harvest of water. That That's what <laughs> we do. Yeah, and, and Luke says, well, you know, on a completely unrelated note, that one of those droids was mentioning something about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I've oh, never shit. Heard of... What? He said what? <laughs> well, I've never heard of Obi-Wan, but isn't there some okay, guy Okay, you need named... to fucking take both of those droids and you need to take <laughs> them into town and erase their memories. In fact, fuck it. Just crush them into cubes. Just <laughs> exactly. crush both those Uncle robots Owen. into cube and never say that name again at this table. What, Obi-Wan Kenobi? I fucking told you not to say that name again. <laughs> Why? No reason. Exactly. Food's good, I... Baru. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't want you to pursue this, Luke. <laughs> so then Luke's like, well, okay, I guess I'll just go do my chores then, even though I didn't eat very much. And he gets up and leaves the table. Yeah. And Aunt Baru is like, Owen, you're such a dick. And he's and, like, yep. Yeah, she's like, and she says, she says, Luke has, he's, he, he, he doesn't want to be a, a moisture farmer. He's too much like his father. And Owen says, that's what I'm afraid of. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So then Luke, uh, who's feeling trapped, uh, goes up and he goes uh, stares at the dual sunset because this planet of Tatooine has two suns. And John Williams says, fuck it, I'm going to score the shit out of this scene. That's right, and boy does he ever. Because yeah. you're like, oh, I feel what this kid feels. Yeah. It's like a Bruce Springsteen song. Mm-hmm. And Luke is feeling introspective and, you know, maybe he's... Uh, Coming to accept the fact that he has responsibilities to the family and he can't just live in the future and, and, and follow his dreams because there are people who depend on him. And then yeah. uh, C-3PO comes up and fucks all that up by telling him, oh, r 2 is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Luke is like, how do you get up the stairs? <laughs> He's only got a little... He can do it. He, he just, knows he, how. He hopped. He didn't hop. hop. There's actually a very brief scene where you can see how he goes up and down stairs in the movie. Yeah, he kind of wobbles from one yeah, leg he to wobbles the next. He like like FDR. <laughs> okay, yeah, like FDR. Like He's FDR. A little, a little FDR, bud. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Luke and three PO get up early the next morning, and they go mm. out scouring the desert for R two D two. Yeah. They're looking for this droid, who manages yeah. to get really far for a tiny yeah. little droid. Well, luckily, this desert planet seems pretty flat, so he can mm. just roll. You know, mm. he just rolls really nice. And so they're out in the, his land speeder. 
Yeah, they're way out into the into the the desert, like out away from the settlements and away from the farm. Yeah, and uh, they find R two, and and R two is like, leave me alone. I got something <laughs> I need to do. Exactly. <laughs> and Luke is like, hey, we should probably go because you know there's these people called Sand People, and they're really mean. And oh, they are they made us, of sand? No. Yeah, they live among the sand. Oh, like you? Yeah, but they're different than us. <laughs> We hate them and they're awful. Yeah. And it turns and, out, yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. They the sand people show up, they they crack Luke over the head, and they apparently uh tear apart C three PO or shove him down <laughs> no, a hill or he something. Falls off the C three PO is so surprised that he falls off a cliff. Yeah, and R two goes and hides. Yeah. Because he's a coward. Well, he's smart. He knows that if they see him, oh man. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, exactly. But thankfully they get saved. Yeah. Yeah. Gandalf By Mr. shows Kenobi. up. Gandalf. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dumbledore shows <laughs> oh, damn it. A dude shows up. Alec Guinness. Yeah. Shows up to, to class up this production. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm Alec Guinness. <laughs> I know most American audiences don't know who I am, but boy, I'll hate having done this role. As soon as this movie becomes famous. Exactly. I'm enjoying the last few months of being known as the star of Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> <laughs> and Bridge on the River Kwai. Yes, those but were great films, weren't they? But this guy flaps his arms around and makes a weird noise, and the sand people are like, fuck that, we're out of here. <laughs> An old man. <laughs> oh no, who's stumbling over rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Well, I mean, I, I, I can only assume that they recognize that he's the old man you don't fuck with out in the desert. And yeah. it's the only thing that they're like, oh, God, that's the one that Stewie was talking about. Right. <laughs> the guy who cuts people's arms off. <laughs> and doesn't even care. He did this thing where he waved his hand and then Stewie caved in his own head with his <laughs> his bantha stick. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, Luke's like, hey, you're old, old Ben Kenobi. And he's like, are, yes. Are you related to Obi-Wan Kenobi? I think so. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's who I am. Oh! oh. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> well, he, look, there's this robot that says he belongs to you. Oh, huh, that's weird. Um, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to my house. And then Artie says, hey, wait, what about the other one? Because apparently these these robots are so disposable that you can easily forget about the one that tumbled off a cliff. <laughs> <sighs> so they go find C-3PO and his arms off. And he's like, just leave me here. <laughs> yeah. Again, everyone who likes to complain about C-3PO, he's like, no, you leave me behind. I'm broken. Don't worry about me. You know what, C-3PO haters, you can go to hell. <laughs> He's a good, selfless person. He just wants to yeah. do what's best for his friends. So they all clamber into their into Luke's space car, and they go to Obi-Wan's hut. Take it, Steve. And they're hanging out, and Obi-Wan's like, uh, well, you know, I, uh, I knew your, your dad, you know. Me and him were buds back mm-hmm. back in the day. We were we were Jedi Knights. 
And Luke's like, oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> What's that? What's a Jedi Knight? Yeah. And and Obi-Wan's like, well, I, you want to know? I'll tell you. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, back in the day before the Empire, the Jedi were sort of the guardians of, of peace in the galaxy. And we, we did all kinds of cool shit. We had cool weapons like lightsabers. And we were just pretty much the shit. And yeah. everybody loved us. Oh, yeah. And, and here's a lightsaber. That and your here's your father's lightsaber, you. yeah. But your dick uncle wouldn't let you have it. <laughs> because he wants to try to keep you alive. <laughs> Why? Your uncle didn't want you to have it because he thought you'd follow me somewhere and get killed. Like your dad did. Like Oops, your dad that's did. right. Your dad died uh, bad. <laughs> he was killed by this dude named Darth Vader. Who was a pupil of mine until he went bad and, <laughs> and you know, and, killed your dad. Yeah. Uh, that's all the backstory, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think we mentioned something about clones in there. Yeah, the, the Clone Wars, yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's this thing called the Force that is like an energy field that penetrates all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. There, I just deadpooled from memory exactly what he said. <laughs> so the Force is pretty rad, but uh, You know Jedi how are... badly I am trying not to quote the entire dialogue <laughs> the entire speech, the I know. The the, the 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 main the gist of the scene is there's the force, it's pretty rad. Yeah. Obi Wan was a Jedi, but now pretty much all the Jedi are dead because Darth yeah. Vader, who was also a Jedi, turned bad and killed them all. Yeah, hunted yeah. them all down. And now it's the dark times in the Empire and it sucks, huh? And, and then come... he's like anyway, yeah. what about this message in the droid? Yeah, mash play on the droid. Let's see what the, what it has to say. <laughs> And then uh, Princess Leia is like, oh, hey, um, listen, I was taking these plants. I was going to take them to my father on the planet Alderaan, and I'm getting captured, and I need to get these plants <laughs> to them. They're inside this little robot. Go take them to them. Okay, bye. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, well, I'm, do I'm doing this, Luke. Come with <laughs> Let's me. Let's go. Uh, I've got responsibilities. Uh, you suck. All right. Well, <laughs> I, and this is the part that I don't understand. Yeah, he's like, I'll give you a ride. I'll give you a ride if you need someplace. Oh, goody. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, jerk. Yeah. Well, he would have had to walk through the desert if not for Luke. <laughs> I just gave you a lightsaber. This is things again or whatever. Yeah. I I told you the truth about your father. I gave you a purpose, a, a place in the universe. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Let's go. On their way back, they run into the Jawa um, thing. And the Jawas are dead. Yeah, somebody screwed it up big time. Yeah. And once again, we have the Empire covering up what they're doing. Because it's like, they killed all the... Okay, so it's alluded to the fact that the the Jawas were all killed by sand people. But it was weird, because it's not like sand people. And Obi-Wan's like, oh yeah, well that's because the, they're covering up their tracks to make it look like it was sand people when it was really Imperial Stormtroopers. And Luke's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, while, uh, as, he, as he pieces it together, why would Imperial troops want to kill the Jawas that sold the robots to, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> My family's dead, aren't they? Yeah, and then he goes back and he gets to the farm and th th he finds a couple of skeletons. He's like, and yep. That's my family. 
Yeah, and then he gets back into the speeder and he drives away, and then uh, it could have very possibly have been <laughs> when Lars and Aunt Beru come out and said, was that Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Some stormtroopers showed up here and killed a couple of people who were buying water, and <laughs> they're just like, well, I hope if it wasn't Luke, he gets back in time. <laughs> we we don't know the if harvest. they're really dead. We're just making a real big assumption. Yeah, Luke doesn't hang around too long. I, I get the feeling maybe he was anxious for any excuse to leave. <laughs> He's like, okay, bye. Oh, they're dead. Gotta go. Doesn't even bury them, I don't no, think. He no. just leaves. The desert will bury them, Jason. He leaves all of his stuff. <laughs> Everything. Jawas are going to be crawling all over that farm get to stealing stuff. Well, but, oh, you know, maybe that's the custom on Tatooine. <laughs> you leave it to the Jawas. You leave it to the Jawas. It's like their circle of life, you know. <laughs> so now they're going to Moss Eisley Spaceport, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Because they that's need it, to the end. <laughs> yeah, that's it. End of movie. Because they need they need to hire a ship because they need to get off this planet and go to another planet. Yeah. Keep and, going, Steve. And they, don't, tell it they good. don't. They don't have a ship, so they need a ship to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but and this is where we see for the first time we see the famous Jedi mind trick because they're mm-hmm. they're driving into town on Luke's speeder and the Empire, the the stormtroopers are all over the place because mm-hmm. they're searching for these stolen plans, and they they stop uh, Luke's speeder and they're like, "Yeah, hey, we need to check out these droids because we're looking for droids," and. Uh, Obi-Wan kind of just waves his hand at the stormtroopers and says, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And the stormtroopers are like, hey, you know, I don't think these are the droids we're looking for. Yeah. Now and... kiss that other guy's butt. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spank and... each other. <laughs> and they drive like, away. That's cool. He's like, watch yeah, this. He's like... Turn yourself inside out. <laughs> <laughs> the force has a strong influence on the weak-minded and it can go to some pretty weird places if you're willing to take it. Come on, let's go to a bar. (laughs) I need a drink. The Jedi mind trick really takes it out of me. And now we have another iconic scene, the cantina scene. Filled with a bunch of goofy monsters. Every every costume they could find on the 20th Century Fox lot. Every costume that they could buy at a... Every mask that they could purchase from a Halloween store is in (laughs) that place. And uh, they don't like no robots. No, the droids have to wait outside. Yeah. But uh, Luke manages to piss somebody off at the bar. Almost instantly. (laughs) And luckily, old Ben Kenobi is there with his lightsaber to chop the guy's arm off. Because you do not not fuck with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Period. Or his friends. Or his friends, yeah. Hey, Obi-Wan was cool about it. He's like, look, it didn't mean anything. Be cool. If you'll be cool, we'll be cool. And he's like, I am not going to be cool. I'm drunk, and I own this bar. Fuck you, old man. And so then the old man chops a drunk guy's arm off. It's literally, it, was, it is a drunk guy, and Obi-Wan doesn't do the mind trick, and he's like, you have no problem with this boy. Which would have been a great way to sell that fight. Nope, nope. he's got to whip out his lightsaber and start chopping up, chopping all over the place. Yeah. Stupid! You know what? He just wanted to chop off somebody's arm. <laughs> He's he been out of like, action for too long. He tries to offer him a drink. Let me buy you a drink. And then they get all rambunctious, and he whips out the lightsaber. And he has that little, that badass little moment right before he puts the lightsaber away when he kind of where he looks, looks back around and at everybody. Going, Step anybody up. else want some? 
Who wants some motherfucker? <laughs> That's what I thought. Meanwhile, Han Solo's over in the corner drinking, going, oh, Christ, I hope that guy doesn't come over here. Oh, shit, here he comes. Chewie, what the fuck? Hi. <laughs> hey, yo, thanks for bringing him over here, Chewie. Yeah, you're the old guy who just chopped off like, that guy's arm. I found a giant monster man who's who's got a ship that we can go fly around in. <laughs> and then we this meet... This is where we meet who, Steve? Han Solo. And... And he's played by the dashing young Harrison Ford. Okay, you know what? Who he is has not a yet co-pilot. A... Huh? He has a co-pilot. Oh, that's right. You're being very oh. specious right now. And and there's there's also Chewbacca, who's played by the dashing young Peter Mayhew, <laughs> who is seven feet tall. Seven foot three. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I underestimated he's like a big. He's like a big um, bear ape. Um, dog. Yeah, he's he's like a he's like a Bigfoot crossed with an astronaut. <laughs> I want to create a creature that is half Bigfoot, half astronaut. <laughs> it's big and hairy, but it flies in outer space. He apparently has an engineering degree because he can fix the ship. Yeah. <laughs> he has oceans of intelligence, but he lacks the ability to communicate with languages with the barking and the growls. <laughs> exactly, he's like uh, he's like Scotty with uh, hypertrichosis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they all sit down at the table at, at Han's table in the in the corner of the bar. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Hey, I have a fast ship, and you've probably heard of it. It's called the Millennium Falcon." And Obi Wan Kenobi's like, "Never heard of it." Yeah, and Han's like, "Fuck you! You've heard of it. It's super fast. It outruns Imperial ships, and it, it made and the Luke's Kessel like, run." And I've never been off this planet, but I can totally fly my own ship. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep your mouth shut, damn it! <laughs> because well, yeah, because because Han's price is a little steep at first. He wants ten thousand whatevers for the trip. Yeah, ten thousand whatevers. Ten thousand yeah. children. <laughs> exactly. And Obi-Wan says, well, uh, I'll give you 2000 now. And then Plus, when we get to Alderaan, I'll give you 15000 17,000 like, children. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. That's what Chewbacca says. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Chewie. With that many kids, we can retire. No, he can pay off the bounty hunter. We can pay. Oh, we can. Man. We can finally give Jabba the Hutt the 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 kids the money we owe that him. we never give him. Instead, we oh, we can't talk. We can't reference the later movies. We're not doing it. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, Obi Wan's kind of like, "Hey, you got to sell your your space car. Is that okay?" And and Luke's like, "Sure." And then Han's like, "Okay, Chewie, go go prep the ship." Because uh, I'm going to hang around the bar for no reason while you prep the ship. <laughs> he needs to finish his drink. She was like, we have to talk, okay? <laughs> I do everything and you drink and you nearly cost us that charter with all of the bumping up at the price. Whatever, Chewie, just this, leave me alone. I want to drink my blue milk. Just go away. <laughs> this is my ship. You want a job or not? Look, I'm Mr. Captain. This is just the dog man. Go, dog man, and fix the ship. <laughs> and before Han can leave, what happens, Steve? Well, this this uh, little anteater-looking dude named Greedo shows up. 
And he he's apparently look like an anteater. He's more like a, a weird reptile frog yeah. guy. He's got like a, a he's got like a, a snout, like a vacuum cleaner snout. Mm-hmm. And he's and this is Greedo, and he's a bounty mm-hmm. hunter who works for uh, Jabba, who is the guy that Han owes all that all those children to. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 Greedo's like, "Hey, Jabba wants his money, and I'm here to kill you because you don't have it." And Han's like, "But yeah. I've got it, and if you just let me go and do this job, then I'll have it, and I promise I'll come back and pay him." And Greedo's, and Greedo's like, like, "Give me the money, yeah, or give me the children." <laughs> and Han says, "No," and Greedo. <laughs> Greedo insults Han by implying that he's a, a poor smuggler that drops his cargo at the first sign of an Imperial ship. Yeah. And Han's like, screw you. And shoots and, him. And then he shoots him. He murders him because that's what a badass yeah. he is. Yeah. And then he throws a coin at the bartender. Says, sorry and, about the mess. And he leaves. Yeah. And that's it. That's the whole scene. Yeah. That's it. And the movie's and over. The movie's over. He, he he goes through the the the, the double doors of the saloon, <laughs> hops on his dewback, and rides off into the sunset. <laughs> hops onto his dewback. <laughs> so then they go to the ship, which is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, which and which Luke describes it. as a hunk of junk. Yeah, it's a hunk of junk. And he says, "Hey, it'll make point five past light speed. Uh, get in it." <laughs> I'm like, okay. But before they can leave, <laughs> stormtroopers show up. They're still looking for those darn droids. Yeah, and they start pew-pewing at the ship, and, and Han Solo pew-pews back at them, and then the, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon takes off and leaves Tatooine, and then the great big Star Destroyers start closing in on him, and he's like, nope, watch this, and he presses a button, and they go into hyperspace. And everything's good. They everything's keep saying fun. light speed, so they go into light speed. Which is hyperspace speed light. (laughs) (laughs) It's two names for one thing. Because they're going to Alderaan. Yeah. And they got plenty of time to fuck around playing a weird monster chess. Yeah. And uh, Luke gets to wave his lightsaber at a ball that shoots little stingy things at him. And Han Solo gets to mock the old man for believing in something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but now we've got to cut back to what, Steve? Ooh, well, we're the Death Star. Yeah, the Death Star. Trademark Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and this, uh, this, uh, I think we might have, we might have missed one of these scenes, but we, we, we jumped over a lot of stuff. So here's what we missed. But yeah, well, we missed... We we meet we we meet to me who is the great unsung villain of this of this movie because everybody remembers Darth Vader but I mean mm-hmm. one of the the big heavy bad guys is Grand Moff Tarkin mm-hmm. played by the great Peter Cushing one of my favorite actors ever yeah uh, the actor who used the extended index finger more effectively than any other actor because <laughs> <laughs> he loves to point at stuff and to raise yes, his does. finger. And uh, he's he's like the the head of the Death Star, so Darth mm-hmm. Vader kind of works for him. I'm the head of the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how Darth Vader works for. I guess because Princess Leia at one point says that General uh, Tarkin is holding Darth Vader's leash. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and wait, do we first have the argument in the uh, in the uh, office? 
Yeah, all where, the heads of departments. Yeah, and then Vader chokes the guy with the force because he yeah. talks shit about his religion. Yeah, and, we find out a whole bunch of stuff. Like the the emperor is apparently some dude who controls a lot of stuff, and he's gotten rid of the senate. And hey, because we got a big old spooky weapon called the Death Star, trademark Palpatine, <laughs> and we've got. Um, uh, we're, we're super cool. And some of the guys are like, we're not that super cool. Cause they, they got the plans and they might use those plans to hurt us. And another guy's like, I don't think so. We're awesome. <laughs> and Vader's like, oh yeah, well I got the force. And the other guy's like, fuck you in the force. And he's like, I choke a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then Grandma Park, uh, Tarkin's like, Vader, stop it. <laughs> and he's like, okay. What's wrong with you? Go back down into the dewbacks until you've calmed down. <laughs> Cute little dewbacks, my funny little dewbacks. Oh, I do feel better. <laughs> and at some point in here, they also get around to torturing the shit out of Princess yeah, Leia. It's like, while well, he's down with the dewbacks, boop. Darth Vader, it's time for you to torture that little girl we caught. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, but You'll forgive me, won't you, Dubex? Yeah. <laughs> I do it all for you. <laughs> yeah, and then they bring in um, uh, Princess Leia, and she's in a holding cell, and he brings in a big old torture ball. <laughs> and uh, apparently he tortures her, but it doesn't yield nothing. Yeah, she doesn't talk, because she's and tough as nails. And Grandma Tarkin goes, hey, you know what? I know how to get her to talk. Bring her in here. No, it'll be awesome. Bring her in here. He's like, okay. He's like, hey, Princess Leia, you're not going to tell us where the plans are or where the secret rebel base is? Because that's what they really want. They right. want the secret rebel base. Because apparently there's only one. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> the rebels suck. <laughs> the rebels are like, why spread out our forces? Everything in one place. It worked so what well is in the, the last deal? Starfighter. This happened in the last Starfighter too. <laughs> Look, and do you want like five or six little shitty bases, or do you want one really nice base? How? Yeah, one really nice base that can be easily destroyed. <laughs> so Grandma Dargan's like Princess Leia. Look, I'm not fucking around anymore. You either tell us where the hidden base is, or you see that little planet? Alderaan, your home? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to blow this shit. I'm blowing it up. Right now. You want me to? And she's like, no, I'll tell you where it is. And he's like, okay, thanks. Thanks for telling me. Blow up the planet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Vader's like, holy shit. <laughs> Well, you are a be, sick old bastard. I'm going to need at least three more hours of do-back time after this. <laughs> Just keep it together. Keep it together, Darth Vader. You can do this. <laughs> so, Grand Moff Tarkin establishes his credentials as a villain by blowing oh, yeah. up Princess Leia's entire planet while she is forced <laughs> to stand there and watch. After she says, we're peaceful, we have no weapons, and then he's like, I don't care, I gave the order. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Goody, it'll Even be better. <laughs> and Alderaan goes kaboom. And, uh, you know, Leia's mildly upset. She's like rats. Yeah. There goes all my stuff. 
um, but on on the Millennium Falcon at the same time, Obi Wan Kenobi goes. <laughs> Ooh, he got kind of a shiver. Yeah, a great like, disturbance in the force. As if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silent. I feel something terrible has happened. Hopefully, we won't come across it at all. I don't think that the, yeah, it's probably something separate. Really, has, I don't yeah. know. Has nothing to do with what we're. It's doing. a big galaxy, Luke. It could have been a, a, a you know a star going supernova. Maybe someone flew a, a colony ship into a black hole. There are yeah. any number of things. Yeah. I get it all the time. Literally, <laughs> constantly. People die in this galaxy thing. all the time. It's a hell being a Jedi <laughs> all the time, constantly. If more than ten people die, I feel it. This is why I live alone. <laughs> This in the is, desert. Because I'm just sobbing. Just constant sobbing. <laughs> I, I just can't keep it together anymore. I, I know I should have probably brought that up earlier, but... <laughs> I'm a bit of a wreck, Luke. Believe me, I hope that if, if anything awful happens in the in the future, where, like, say, a gigantic planet-sized space station explodes with millions of people on board, I just hope I'm not alive for it. <laughs> because I don't think I could take it. I don't not think I could one. take it. <laughs> Oh, yes. But, you know, I'll probably be around for a long time, Luke. Don't worry about that. We're going to be the best of friends for many years. (laughs) Me and you, Luke, forever. (laughs) Anyway, so they reached their space coordinates, and they get there, and they were going to Alderaan. And guess what, Steve? There ain't no Alderaan. There's just a bunch of rocks. Yeah, just a bunch of space garbage now. space rocks. And then a, a TIE fighter flies by. And they chase it. And, oh, it looks like the TIE fighter is heading over to that moon. And then it turns out that's not a moon. It's a space station, but it's too big to be a space station. Wait, no, never mind, it's a space station. No, it's totally a space station. No, it's the Death Star. Trademark Palpatine. And so (laughs) they get caught in the tractor beam, and they get sucked into the Death Star. Yeah. And they force it to land. And then the stormtroopers all stare at it like they've never seen a spaceship before. <laughs> <laughs> Which gives uh, the the our heroes on board time to hide in the floor. Yeah, as soon as Vader made it back into the dewback pin, boop! We've just captured a ship that matches the thing that blew its way out of uh, out of uh, Tatooine, sir. Oh damn it! All right, <laughs> here we go. Do I have to come up here and tell you what you should do whenever we capture a ship? <laughs> yes! <laughs> what Fine, do we do when here's... we capture a ship? It doesn't show any life forms on board, but they jettison. Yeah, well, get a scanning crew in there. I want every part of that ship checked. Do I have to tell you that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. If Wait you find the stolen plans, hold on to them. Don't throw them away. Don't forget yeah. where you put them. Don't put them in another droid and kick it off the <laughs> Don't space Don't put station. them in another droid. <laughs> <laughs> what about Johnson? He likes sticking things in his ear. Don't stick it in your ear, please. Don't okay. let Johnson see the plans if you find what them. What if Johnson sticks it in Navin's ear? No. <laughs> Why is Naven even a stormtrooper? I don't know why I'm a stormtrooper either. <laughs> so Darth Vader leaves, but not before going to hospital. Feels on the spooky. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a feeling I haven't felt since since the last time I was near Obi Wan. That's weird. 
Well, I'll just walk off. Huh. It's, it's due back time. <laughs> exactly. He's had a big day. <laughs> so they send the scanning crew in, and oh, they've hidden under the they've hidden in the smugglers' compartments, right? Yeah. And they they do the thing where the they the good guys knock the bad guys out off camera. No, and there steal is their shooting clothes. going on. They didn't knock anybody out. They blew they, those stormtroopers' heads them. off. <laughs> They murdered on, them and took the clothes off their still warm corpses. Yeah, and somehow managed to sneak all the way to a little command center with uh, Obi-Wan and Chewbacca and the droids. Yeah, because I guess Han- that's the way they do it on the Death Star. You take prisoners, but you don't tell anybody. Yeah, and everybody and just Han and Luke. No, they're not. They're not doing the whole pretend we're prisoners thing yet. They just oh, no, somehow that's right. managed to get yeah, to the they, command thing. Yeah. And um, so Han and Luke are now dressed like stormtroopers. And uh, Artie Doodoo goes over to a control panel to go fuck it. I mean, to <laughs> put in his little probe thing. His little penis. Okay, someone had to think, wow, that uh, it looks really like a penis coming out of that droid. And then sticking it into a hole in the wall. <laughs> He's got a little, like, USB port that comes up and yeah. he sticks it into a thing that starts spinning. And then... R2 makes a lot of beep boops like he's enjoying himself. <laughs> he's having a good time. <laughs> but he finds out, oh, the Princess Leia, the girl that stuck the thing in my head, and the thing, the girl in the hologram thing, she's a... Oh, wait, no, they don't find that out. No, not First, yet. They, 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 they want to deactivate yeah. the tractor beam so they can we get gotta, the ship away. And Obi-Wan's like, I gotta go do this thing. And it's like, really? You're old and you're going to go do it? I'm going to go do this thing. <laughs> Stay here with the big monkey man and the space pirate and the and the droids. I'm sure we'll see each other again. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> Bye. And he takes off. Then R2 finds Princess Leia. Right? Yeah. And Luke's like, we got to go save her. Because they're going to kill you know? her. She's yeah. scheduled for execution. And Han's like, fuck you. And then Luke's like, she's got a, she could pay you and so many children. Oh my god. So many kids. <laughs> and he's like, really? Yeah. Because I can imagine Up lots of kids. Babies. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well we're going to pretend that Chewbacca is a prisoner and we're going to go all the way to the detention block. We're going to save her. And that's what they do, right, Steve? And everyone's happy to get off the Death Star at the end. Yep, and everybody lives happily ever after. Everything works out perfectly. Exactly. Except... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what happens, Steve? They, well, they, they get to the detention level, mm-hmm. and then Chewie, like, throws off his shackles, and they start shooting everybody, and there's this mm-hmm. long scene where they shoot everything that moves for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And they, they shoot all the cameras, I guess, and all the scanners so that nobody can know what's going on up on the detention level. And after right. everybody's And after everybody's dead, uh, uh-huh. they... They shoot the control panels, and yeah. Luke goes to search for Princess Leia to find her cell, and uh-huh. Han gets on the microphone to, I guess, call down to his supervisor, and he's like, hey, I, I know it sounds like a bunch of people just killed everybody up here, but we're, <laughs> we're good. Everything's fine. There was just a little accident, and please don't come up here. <laughs> and the guy on that he's talking to is like, hey, who is this? And Han's like, uh-oh, and he shoots the thing, and he's like, Luke, people are coming. <laughs> <laughs> you left the wrong guy in charge. I'm really good at snipping comebacks, being cynical, and drinking. <laughs> and that's it. 
But I wasn't. I didn't know I was supposed to improvise on this microphone as an Imperial Stormtrooper dude. This is not. That's not in my skill set, Luke. <laughs> Luke goes down the hall. He finds Princess Leia's cell. He opens it up, and she's like, "Hey, you're awful short for a stormtrooper, you loser." Yeah. And and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not a stormtrooper. I'm a farm boy from a remote planet, and I'm here to rescue you from the Empire's number one space station." And yeah. she says, "Let's go." Uh-huh. And then there's shooting, and then she blows a hole in a, a thing, and they jump into a garbage chute. And then they nearly get crushed by the garbage chute, but they don't, because uh, R2-D2 turns off the garbage chute, right? In the nick of time. In the nick of time. And then now they're running all over the Death Star. Yeah. To get back to the ship. Right. And meanwhile, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has... Has has successfully turned off the uh, the tractor beam. Yeah. And Darth Vader's still like, hey, I get that weird feeling. I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is here. Mm. And Grand Moff Tarkin's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're insane, you know that? No, yeah. honestly, I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. So they're on their way, The Luke and Han You and know, Leia. working with you, it seems really neat because you wear a big black cloak and you're all scary and people and you choke people. You've got <laughs> real anger issues. But you're a lunatic. You know that? You just told me you feel the presence of someone. That's spooky shit. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Vader's like, whatever I do. I know you're like I the do. last practitioner of an ancient religion or whatever, the Jedi thingamaduber, but just can you keep it to yourself? <laughs> the other officers have asked me to ask you to stop mentioning the force stuff, okay? Can you just please I'm just leaving some pamphlets on their you know, on their vehicle windshields. It so... makes us uncomfortable, Vader. <laughs> but I just wanted them to know the good news about the Jedi. <laughs> they feel as though you're using your position in the Empire to proselytize. It's not appropriate. Okay, fine. You're, you're oh, hey, guys, uh, 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 Grandma Tarkin? What? Um, there's, like, shooting and uh, disturbances and an old guy running around. <laughs> an old guy in a robe and a lightsaber. <laughs> Should I mention the force <laughs> he, now? Is that okay? Just killed a couple of stormtroopers and said, my name is Obi-Wan Kenobi, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the force is with me. <laughs> and then Darth Vader's like, you gonna apologize now? You gonna apologize to me? Making fun of my religion? And he's like, "Oh, he he can't be allowed to escape." And Darth Vader's like, "Escape is not his plan. I'm gonna face him alone." Grand Moff Tarkin goes, "You do know we literally have millions of people <laughs> yeah. on this Death Star. All I have to do is press one button. All a million of them will come to this area and kill." Everybody, do you think he could? This old man with his glowy stick can kill a million stormtroopers. Darth Vader's like, can I just have this one, please? <laughs> please. You didn't let me choke that guy to death All earlier. Right. It kind of cut my balls off. Can you please just let me kill this old guy? Against my better judgment, I won't dispatch every stormtrooper we have on this space station. Go. <laughs> Yay for me! Here I go! 
Meanwhile, there's still running around. Luke and Leia are running around. They get separated from Han Solo and Chewie, and they're running around shooting. And then the stormtroopers, and then they throw. A, they have to go across a chasm, and he does the swashbuckle thing. Yeah, all Douglas Fairbanks <sighs> and shit. And Obi Wan and, and Darth Vader meet up again, and they exchange some words. Yeah, and Vader's like, "Hey, you were my teacher, but now I'm better than you." And, and you suck now. like, oh, that's big words coming from a dude who has to breathe through a mask. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went there. <laughs> Vader's like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, you know how we settle these things? With lightsabers. You still know how to do that, right? Or do you need to go talk to a do-back? <laughs> oh, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, we want throwing shade like crazy. And then they lightly tap swords against each other for about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, actually, I want to correct you because, as I mentioned earlier, I am—I I do have a, a, a synopsis in front of me, and the writer of the synopsis uh, describes that as a ferocious lightsaber duel ensues. So I just—I want to correct you. Okay, as ferocious as as you can get, and an aged Obi Wan and a physically limited yeah. Darth Vader. <laughs> slap swords for about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and meanwhile the rest of the crew um, Luke, Leia, Han Chewie, Gold Guy Arbidudu are about (laughs) they they go now it's time to get to the ship because the tractor beam's off I think maybe I think the old guy did it (laughs) let's just say it is yeah so they run to the ship and then Luke sees uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan they're fighting and um, Obi-Wan sees Luke and he's like oh shit um, Luke will die if he comes to try to stop this what do I do what do I do oh I know suicide that's good <laughs> <laughs> here I go and he stops fighting and he closes his eyes and Darth Vader's like I'm not smart enough to ignore this and he <laughs> chops him right there and Obi-Wan disappears Weirdly, yeah, and he just like his cloak falls down and his lightsaber falls down, and Luke is like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and he starts shooting everything, and he's yeah. all mad. But then he hears Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi's voice saying, "Hey, idiot, run, run, Luke, run!" And Luke gets into the Millennium Falcon, and they take off, and the tractor beams down. Whew. And they're flying away, but uh oh, Tie Fighters! Tie Fighters are the little fighters that the Empire has that look like H's, <laughs> and they they attack the Millennium Falcon, and then they shoot at the Tie Fighters, and they blow up the Tie Fighters, and then they fly away. Yeah, and Princess Leia's like, you know, they let us go, right? You know, they put a tractor, the, uh, the, like a little tracking device on us. And Han's like, whatever, and she's like, no, seriously. And he's like, whatever. And she's like, no, seriously. But anyway, take us straight to the rebel base. Yeah, I don't care if they're tracking us. Go to the rebel base. Because <laughs> I'm smart. I'm Princess Leia. Okay. <laughs> and then we cut to the Death Star. And the Grim Officer's like, we're tracking them, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Yep. <laughs> awesome. And we get to the Rebel base, which is out in an Aztec ruin someplace. Yeah. Or something close to it. And um, there's a guy from the Rebels, and he's like, oh, good. 
We heard about Alderaan. We're afraid you're dead. And she's like, fuck Alderaan. We got the, look, the plans for the Death Star. Trademark Babatine. And we can destroy it now. And so now we, uh, what happens? Though we have the scene where they describe what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, they've added, we've analyzed the plans brought to us by Princess Leia. And it turns out there's a little hole, and if we shoot the little hole, the whole Death Star will blow up. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? <laughs> <laughs> we call it the MacGuffin Hole. <laughs> and everybody's Wait. like, but the hole's too small. We'll never be able to hit it. And Luke's like, but I used to kill small animals on my home planet that weren't much bigger than For that. For fun. For See, fun. You get bored watching Power Convert. <laughs> and we figure, you know what's fun? Shooting things from a spaceship... Just because we're angry and we want to murder things. <laughs> so they know the Death Star is coming. And they have only so many minutes. No one stopped and said, whoa, wait a minute. What? You used to just fly around in your spaceship back home and just kill creatures for fun? What the hell? <laughs> well, he's from Tatooine, which I get the feeling is kind of like the West Virginia of the galaxy. <laughs> You know, oh, that's a welcome ta- to Tatooine. Why don't you sit a spell and whittle some? <laughs> he's one of those Tatooine kids. That's just that's the only thing they know. <laughs> Bling ding ding, <laughs> Bling ding ding. <laughs> so yeah, they've got this plan. They got a plan to fly all of their ships at the Death Star conveniently, which is now closing in on their location <laughs> to kill them all. And I'm like, well, great, we don't have to fly so far in order to get to the Death Star, because it's coming this way. And Princess Leia's like, yeah, that was my plan all along, aren't I a genius? Yeah, and for some reason, the Death Star that can travel thousands of light years to get to another system has to slow down really <laughs> a lot <laughs> before it can get to the place where it wants to get to. Apparently, it can travel thousands of light years, then stop, and then travel very slowly around a planet to get to destroy the Alderaan no uh, whatever Bespin is it Bespin? Uh, no. Yavin. Yavin Yavin thank you yeah so yeah thankfully it has that little thing where it has to stop on the far side of another planet and then slowly very slowly travel around it <laughs> well there's speed limits once Yavin. you get inside of a solar system you know <laughs> I'd like to remind everyone that in space you could just stop anywhere not on the other side of a planet, and then tiptoe your way around it <laughs> like they're sneaking up on it. <laughs> Stop on the far side of that planet. We'll sneak around very quietly. We're going to make this extra noises. dramatic. We're, we're blowing up the whole planet. I don't think we need to sneak up on them. <laughs> Why can't I'm we just blow up the planet bags? that's in front of us <laughs> and then blow up the planet behind it? Why can't we just blow up all the planets? We have a planet destroying yeah. space station. <laughs> Let's blow up, blow up the big planet, then blow up the small. But you know what? If we blow up the big planet, probably it would blow up, <laughs> blow up the other planet just from the blowing up of that That's one. Just, I mean, it's a pretty big planet, right? It's a lot of energy expelled. <laughs> no, this is the plan. Tiptoe around. Look, we're going to do this a certain way. Fine. So, yeah, everyone is freak out. Uh, Luke's now a pilot, and he's going to go fly, and he's like, hey, Han Solo, you want to come? And Han Solo is too busy loading children into he's, his He's got children in these boxes that he's loading onto his ship. <laughs> and 
means like, look, I got paid. I got. I'm gonna leave. This is stupid. What you're doing, by the way. This is what we call a suicide mission. I'm all drunk, <laughs> and I'm leaving. Goodbye. Oh, and the force be with you because your friend died, and I'm not a complete jerk, right? Right, Chewy? No, you're a jerk. Oh, shut up! I don't know what I'm doing. Let's just no, go. I'm leaving you. I fucked this life dead. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of getting bossed, bossed around by a drunk. You are a drunk. No, I'm not either. Shh, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so Han Solo then, leaves, never to be heard from again. I'm sure. Yeah. The end of his storyline. Yep. Then Luke gets into his X-Wing fighter, and uh, R2 is going to be his co- little co-pilot in the back. Yeah, cute? it's cute. And, he, you know, one of the, the I guess the guy loading him up says, you know, this R2 unit kind of sucks. You sure you don't want a new one? And he's yeah, like, we'll just throw him in the garbage yeah. right now. <laughs> Luke says, no, no, keep him, because he's been established, and the audience is probably used to him by now. Yeah, he says, we've been through a lot together. Not really. I mean, we've been on a couple of ships together, and I had to find him in a desert. Right. The technician's like, we gotta go. No, wait, I gotta explain what I just said. We've been through no, a lot together go. since yesterday. Oh, yeah, and I've got a ghost talking into my head. You Close the canopy on it, please. <laughs> we have plenty of pilots. It's, you can stay here. Wait, no, you weren't creeped out enough about me just uh, casually saying that I killed animals uh, for fun. Okay. <laughs> Luke, stop telling people what you did for fun on Tatooine. No one cares. I was going to tell them about this dream I had. No, seriously, be quiet. (laughs) No one wants to hear about your dreams, Luke. So now all of the X-Wings are launching and some of the Y-Wings are going off to destroy the the Death Star. (laughs) And so they're all flying and they got to get there and blow up the Death Star before the Death Star does its tiptoe run around the planet <laughs> to destroy Yavin. Yeah. And now we've got dogfights between the TIE Fighters and the X-Wings and people saying Red 5 and Gold 4 and yeah. I'm making my trench run. and uh, All kinds of fighter yeah. pilot talk. Yeah. And one dude on the Death Star goes... Oh, hi, I'm smart enough to check out what they're doing, and you know what? <laughs> they could actually maybe kill all of us. What do you think, Grand Moff Tarkin? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I like it here. We're going to blow up planets, guys. Come on, we're not going to panic. Yeah. So what? I mean, oh, woo, I'm going to be scared by the rebels? Pfft, whatever. <laughs> Yawn. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Darth Vader is like, I'm going to get my ship. And uh, start shooting some of these fighter pilot planes out of the sky. You, who wants to come with me? A couple of guys are like, "Yeah, I'm up for that." And so he gets up there, and now he's fighting, blowing up people in the trench, and people are dying. And um, there's a swell of music when one guy dies because Luke kind of knew him, though we don't know that. And for so, the, but the <laughs> cue is still in there about this guy dying who we don't know and we never even saw before. But apparently, it's a big deal. <laughs> it means that this guy died. <laughs> It means something to to cut scenes. <laughs> scenes that have been edited out of the movie. Um, but now we're down to only like three pilots. Only three planes are left. And it's Luke, uh, another guy who is actually awesome, and... <laughs> oh, no, and his friend. That's right. And, yeah. and apparently some other dude. Some other dude. And, <laughs> yeah. And so they're making their turns around. And, oh, one guy, he's been damaged. He's got to leave. Bye, guys. Sorry. <laughs> and then another guy, and uh, Biggs. Yeah. He gets blown up. And then up. Big gets blown up by uh, 
Darth Vader, and he's like, one more, and then I can snuggle with the Dubaks for the rest of the evening. Warm in the knowledge that we've destroyed all of the rebels. Oh. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This 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 pilot's got a lot of force in him. He's like lots of force. He's like a full super of force. Of force. <laughs> He's forceful. <laughs> and 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 Obi Wan's ghost is for this. This voice is like, you better beat Cheeks, Luke, because <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> the dude who killed me is going to come and kill you. And Luke's like, okay, I've got the targeting computer on. No, not technology. <laughs> Turn off the technology. Use the force, Luke. Here, I'm going to open the canopy. You float through space and destroy the Death Star all on your own. Throw the torpedoes at it manually. Wait, what? <laughs> Throw the torpedoes? I tell you what, climb into the exhaust port yourself, go down to the main reaction and punch it. Punch it with your fist, Luke. No technology. Take all your clothes off. No technology, Luke. The force. Trusted the force. The same force that got you killed? Yes. Look, we're not talking about me. (laughs) We're talking about you now. (laughs) And just before Darth Vader is about to uh, put a couple of laser blasts right up Luke's butt, what <laughs> happens, Steve? <laughs> well, there's another ship flies in, and, and Darth Vader's ship gets shot and flung away, away from the Death Star. And What is this mystery ship oh that saves God. Luke? Well, it's, it's, it's uh, what was his name? Han Solo. Oh, Han Solo's, yeah. and he's like, wahoo! <laughs> he's like, hey, I came back, because I have a character arc. Yeah, and I care about stuff, even though I like to pretend I don't. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, Luke, blow up the big space station, and then we'll leave. And Luke's like, okay, and he shoots his little torpedoes, and they both go in the hole, and they fly away, and Peter Cushing's like, huh? And then boom, it all blows (laughs) up. (laughs) And millions of people die. And everybody's happy. Well... Yeah, everyone's like, doo-doo, yay! And, and then they fly back. And we, to... we do get a shot of Darth Vader in his little TIE fighter, so we know that he's still alive, just in case <laughs> yeah, that becomes he's important like, later. spinning through space, and he's like, my doobacks. <laughs> the doobacks are dead. Oh, my doobacks are dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be hell to pay if there's a sequel. <laughs> and when we go back to Yavin, and everyone's happy. Oh, but we skipped something. R2-D2 got shot in the oh, head. Oh, no. The cutest little beep-boop, R-B-D-Doobity, is shot in the head. And the only one who seems concerned about it is his best friend. <laughs> Everyone else is like, yippee! And they pull out the corpse of R2-D2 <laughs> from his ship. And they're like, oh, well, that's mildly unfortunate. Hopefully we can fix him. And 3 po is yeah, he says, I'll donate some of my gears if it'll yeah. help. And take some of my stuff. Take my circuits and gears to fix him because I'm compassionate and I give a damn and you people are monsters. And Luke says, he'll be fine, whatever. Yeah, yippee, and they go traipsing off. And and then we have the closing ceremony where uh, Luke gets a medal. Han Solo gets yep. a medal for shooting one shot. And that's it. <laughs> And that's it. Not other dude that had to leave because he got shot and he was having problems with the ship. No medal for him. Nope. No medal for R2-D2 who was shot in the head. Yep. 
And no medal for the Wookiee. Nope. Who does have to stand there, yeah, but doesn't get, get a medal. Stand up there. <laughs> no medal for you, only for the humans. <laughs> Racism. The end. <laughs> That's how we ended. Racism. And everyone applauds. Yay! The Death Star is blown up. And and white people still rule. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the hairy people, the artificial people, or anybody else that, <laughs> that has helped with this. Just so long as our brunette and blonde white people save the day. Yay! The end. The end. <laughs> so, Steve... Yes, sir. I don't even think we need to do this last part because everyone <laughs> pretty much knows that we're going to read but I got to do it. <laughs> we have to for consistency's sake. Yeah. What did you think of <laughs> Star Wars? You know, it's, I mean, obviously I, I love this movie, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, I love this movie and watching it this time it, uh, for the first time, because this this has been the first time for a couple years that I watched it, and uh, me too, and me it too. it dawned on me that like this this is the first this is the only Star Wars movie that was made in a world where there wasn't Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know. So you can watch this movie, and even though I think this isn't the best Star Wars movie, I think the sequel to this is the better movie. Uh, yeah. But this is the most interesting movie to talk about, like as a as a movie buff, I think, because it, this is the movie that it's not part of the Star Wars series. You can look no. at like all of its inspirations and its sources and all the things that it references and kind of riffs off of, and mm-hmm. you know, you, like like what we talked about the uh, the opening crawl, how it doesn't really serve any particular plot function because you don't need it to be interested in what's going on in that first scene but nope. it, it's there stylistically because Star Wars is meant to be uh, you know uh, an homage to movie serials from the 40s and mm-hmm. the 30s and it's a big old love letter yeah and like Flash Gordon you know like it, mm-hmm. a big influence on this movie and and Hidden Fortress hidden, yeah and hidden, a whole bunch of other hidden stuff Hidden Fortress <laughs> and, uh, and, and I mean it's 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 interesting because I, I watched this with my wife and she's not as big of a Star Wars fan uh, as I am, and mm-hmm. and she said, like, why did this movie become such a thing? Like, why did Star Wars become the biggest thing ever as a result of this movie? And mm-hmm. and part of it, I think, is that Star Wars, when it first opened, it was it was both incredibly new and incredibly fresh and imaginative, mm-hmm. and yet it was also completely familiar. You know, mm-hmm. like there's something about it, like when you watch it. Everything was new about it, but yet nothing was new about it. I mean, everything. I have was... a different argument in regards to that. In regards to why it was so popular, oh, yeah? why it made so much money. Yeah, it was the first film in the seventies. Granted, it was seventy-seven. Yeah, that allowed both parents and kids to go see the same movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, good point. In the nineteen seventies, if you had an adult-themed film, it was R. You didn't take your kids to go see Godfather. <laughs> you didn't really go take your kids to go see Jaws. Yeah. You, you the kids kids fair in the 1970s was the Apple Dumpling Gang or something that it, you know that the Walt Disney made that was just awful. <laughs> and if you were a parent, and you had to watch it. You were just like, oh my god, please. That's why you back in the 70s you could drop your kids off at the movie theater and they go in and see a movie by themselves. Yeah. Parents didn't have to go in to see them. There was no market for kids really. In the 1970s, there was no youth market, 
And now here you have this movie, this PG film that was space adventure that was written mature enough for that adults can enjoy it, but still had a lot of fun stuff that kids can enjoy. And yeah. you had a whole bunch of parents who were like, finally, a movie that we can go see and they can go see and we can all have a good time. And that's why everybody went to go see it, because all of a sudden it expanded this huge... I think there were probably some theaters that never sold a youth ticket before ever <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of 12-year-olds that were clambering to go see The French Connection. Or, <laughs> you know, Serpico or Dog Day Afternoon or or uh, um, any of the other uh, dramas that were out. And that was the other thing. There wasn't a whole lot of sci-fi either. There wasn't a whole lot of swashbuckling adventure. No, there wasn't. There everything, wasn't. I mean, we both talked about how in the 1970s there was a whole lot of experimentation, and that is true. We were seeing the end of the studio system, and a lot of people were like, hey, why not? Let's make a movie about a giant shark. Let's make a movie about whatever. A, a, a big opera about a, a mob family. Let's do whatever we want. And, and Star Wars was part of that. Star Wars was like, why not? Oh, absolutely. I don't see why we couldn't make this movie. Sure, here's eleven million dollars. Go, go make it. And if maybe we'll make our money back, that'll be cool. They didn't expect to go like, holy cow. <laughs> no, no, that's another thing that makes Star Wars so interesting and makes it to me a more interesting movie to talk about than the later films is that it was it was both a a product that fit in very well with Hollywood in the 70s because mm -hmm. yeah ho the, the 70s was Hollywood's most experimental decade it was it was the decade when really serious artful films were given you know the the most high profile releases and and uh, the 70s was when Hollywood said we're going to try to make good movies mm -hmm. you know we're going to we're going to we're going to uh support artists that are doing different things with, with film. And we're going to have, you know, the Scorsese's and the Coppola's and, and they're going to be like the ones that are going to, you know, write this new generation of American film. And, and yeah. Star Wars fits in very well with that tradition because there are mm -hmm. things about it that are really experimental. I mean, it is, it's, it's basically like a, a an adventure movie, but it's set in space. It's, it's, it kind of, you think, well, it, is it a science fiction movie? It kind of is, but then it kind of isn't because it, yeah. it doesn't really worry about the science part of it. <laughs> you know, it's, no. it's, it's just set in this, what would be a science fiction setting, but the story itself mm -hmm. doesn't concern itself with most of the things that you think of when you think of a sci-fi story. It's not really speculative. Yeah. It doesn't really have a very strong allegorical message to it. It's, it's just a, an adventure mm -hmm. movie. It was also it introduced a lot of con design concepts. Used space. Oh yeah, you know where everything looks used and and lived in and 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 it, not everything was bright and shiny and brand new. I mean, R two D two and C three PO are dirty and banged up through most of this, through most of the film because yeah. they're walking around in desert environments and they can't really clean themselves all yeah. that much. Yeah, um, well, and and treating the different locations in space the way they treated you know, different towns in a Western movie. Like the, the, whole, the yeah. whole notion of space travel was treated very lightly and very, in a very fictional way there. Nobody worried about, well, how are they able to travel across these long distances and how does the ship have mm -hmm. gravity and blah, blah, like no, completely irrelevant. Nobody cares. It was like, yeah. it was like taking the, 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 the tone and the aesthetic of a 1940s or 50s sci-fi pulp story from a, a magazine and mm -hmm. throwing it up on the big screen and saying, yeah. this is it. 
you know. And so it it was it was part of the 1970s Hollywood movement in that way, but at the same time it was also sort of the end of all that. It was like the great movie that kind of ruined everything in a way because the success of Star Wars and the mainstream appeal of Star Wars signaled to Hollywood, hey, there's way more money making movies like this than making movies mm-hmm. like The Godfather and The French Connection. I mean, those are great, but man, mm-hmm. this movie made hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office, which at the time was just unheard of. Yeah. I mean, it made money that studio executives were like, can movies make that much money? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, and it, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. But I want to divorce everything from its legacy and how it impacted movies and all that other stuff and just take a look at it as a movie that came out in 1977, whether it's good or bad. And guess what? It's good. Oh, absolutely. It's still good. If you never knew anything about Star Wars, its legacy, what it's become, how important it is to pop culture, how it's a protected film. It's 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 a culturally significant film that has been locked away, and it's like this is this is an important film. We're putting it away. If you were divorced from any any of this, and you found a kid who's never heard of Star Wars, came off an Amish farm, doesn't have any no idea what's going on, <laughs> showed him Star Wars, they'd still like it. Oh, absolutely. It's still it's still a good movie. And I've heard, and, and now we're going to talk about the prequels. Now I've heard many people defend the prequels, saying, "Well, you know, Star Wars wasn't very good." F you. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You know what? No. Star Wars is a good movie. It does not have dumb dialogue. It doesn't... I mean, it it earns its its laughs when there are jokey parts by not having ba-dum-bump jokes. Yeah. You know? They're they're character-driven jokes because once you establish a character, then you can start having fun with it. Once you know pretty much what this character is all about, then you can start writing in comedic bits at work. And... You know, it's a sparse script. It's not. It's not loaded down with tons of dialogue. You know, there's not a there's not a crap ton of exposition. There's enough to get the plot moving yeah. along from point A to point B to point you know wherever. Well, and, and there doesn't need to be that much exposition because the story itself is very very simple. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing that that is really the key to making Star Wars a. And and not only an accessible movie, but a really successful movie, artistically, a great movie, is that the story is so simple. And that's something that the prequels kind of completely jettison. The prequels, the plot is so complicated and there's so many different things you have to keep track of in your head if you're following the movie for the plot. And Star Mm -hmm. Wars is just, you know, once once you meet Darth Vader and then you meet Luke Skywalker, you've pretty much got it. You know, that's it. You're all done. Yeah. That's it. And it's straightforward from that point on. And that's not a criticism. That's a good thing, you know, because you can focus on the characters and you can focus on the the big emotional beats so Mm -hmm. that you see Obi-Wan and Luke getting to know each other so that when Obi-Wan is struck down by Vader and Luke has that big reaction, you understand that because you've Mm -hmm. seen them become friends. And when Han Solo comes back at the end to save Luke, you think, oh, good, because you've gotten to know them. You've seen them become friends, you know? It, yeah. It's easy. And they're simple story arcs, but they're story arcs, you know, still. That's what makes them effective. The fact yeah. that they're simple. Simple isn't always bad. No. It's the reason why we still have the same fucking fairy tales for the last 500 years. They work. And um, so now that we've covered that, 
Well, let's discuss a little bit about the special editions, shall we? <laughs> sure. I get the feeling you have stronger feelings on this than I do. Uh, now, having rewatched Star Wars and watching the original theatrical release mm-hmm. without any of the upgraded special effects or anything like that, I will be the first person to admit, are there some clunky things in there? Sure. Is stop motion funny? Sure is. And it's in there. <laughs> it's in this movie. But none of that detracts from the enjoyment of the film. No. Nothing, none of, none, none of the stuff in there, um, you know, really uh, takes you out of the moment and go, oh, well, that's stupid. Whatever. To me, the special editions were completely unnecessary. And, moreover, they were done at a time when we already knew the cultural significance of the original movies, right. specifically of Star Wars. They were culturally significant. And to go back and then not only add stuff in that wasn't there before and add it in badly, where it just really feels like it's stitched into the film, but also um, to then suppress the original release of the film, the original version, the 1977 version of this film, and not have it readily available for people to watch and enjoy so that the special edition replaces it. I think is kind of is 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 a little reprehensible. It denies yeah. not only film history, but it's cult. I mean, at a certain point, if you create art that is that culturally significant, I'm sorry, but you should be prevented from fucking around with it. <laughs> it's like you know, if if someone ran up to American Gothic and said, "No, I need to add beards and mustaches to him," you would stop him from doing it. Yeah. You'd be like, "No, you're you done." You can't. Yeah. It's a, there's a common saying that. Art is never finished, it's abandoned. And anyone who creates art knows that for a fact. Yeah. Because an artist left to continue to work on a piece of art will do it forever. They will constantly tinker it. Sometimes to the point in which it's no longer the thing that they originally wanted. It, 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 they can, you can destroy your own art by, over, by over-processing yeah. it and changing it and doing all that other stuff. So when the, the special editions came out, at first, I was like, oh, well, I guess if he wants that. But the more I thought about it, it's kind of like, you know what? You're kind of... I don't want to say George Lucas doesn't have a right to do what he wants to with his properties. He can do whatever he wants to. But just so long as the special editions are the side thing that's optional, and we still have access to the 77 original yeah. the way it was, great. That's fine. But don't try to suppress the 77 original and pretend like it never existed. Like it's an embarrassment. That movie, the original Star Wars, is not an embarrassment. <laughs> you know, I think I've I've actually I agree with you. I mean, I I'm not I, I'm not anti the original special editions because those were yeah. actually the when the special editions were first released in theaters in 1997 and, and early 1998. Um, mm. Those that was my first chance to see Star Wars on a big screen. So yeah, I have a soft. You and I have different memories because yeah. I saw them all in the theater. Yeah, right. I was release. I was I was not yet born when uh, Star Wars came out. I was like born a couple of days before Empire came out, and then I was <laughs> I was three years old when when Jedi came out. So I didn't see any of them on the big screen uh, as a kid. Yeah. I saw them on the big screen for the first time during the the special edition releases. So I have a yeah. soft spot for those versions. Because those were the first Star Wars I ever saw on the big screen. Um, and yeah. that was a big deal for me. Because I had already been a Star Wars fan for many years by that point. 
Mm-hmm. But what what I object to about it is, uh, like you said, he he didn't make the original versions readily available after the special editions had been released. Um, yeah, and I still I I really do believe that a lot of the the hostility toward George Lucas from Star Wars fans would have been uh, prevented if he had just done that. You know, I think if, yeah. if he had just said, okay, we're doing the special editions and it's cleaned up special effects and we're going to change a few things and add a few scenes and, you know, fix a few things up. But if you don't like it over here, here's the original theatrical releases. You can enjoy those. We clean those up too. And here they are on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. If he had done that, I think most of this anti-George Lucas sentiment, people thinking George Lucas is the devil, would be way, <laughs> would be at a much lower volume. Because I think a lot of the resentment comes from the fact that they, they even though it's his thing, yeah, they feel like yeah, but you know th- these are th- this is what the movies have always been, and now you're saying that's not what they are. Yeah. You know, I kind of look at it this way. Let's say you handcraft a nice ashtray for your grandma, right? And you give her the ashtray, and you go, "Here, grandma, this is great." And she's like, "Oh, this is wonderful. I love it. This is fantastic." And then you take the ashtray back and go, "No, wait, I'm not done with it." And then you <laughs> fuck around with it, and you, and you give it back to her, and go, "Here you go, grandma. Here, here's your ashtray back." And it says, "Fuck you, grandma," on it at the bottom. <laughs> and your grandma's like, "But I like the other one better." No, no, this is the better one. I just made it better. See. Look at grandma, that, Grandma. It says "fuck you, Grandma." Isn't that funny? No, <laughs> Grandma. This this is the ashtray now. Okay, this is the only <laughs> ashtray the there ashtray is now. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, recommend? Not recommend? Oh, recommend? Highly recommend? Re- if yeah, it, duh. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you and this this is the only time in this podcast I think well I'll, where I will sound like a Star Wars snob, but it, yeah, it, watch the original one if at all possible. Yeah, if you if you can find the the original without the episode without the episode four yeah. at the beginning, um, and without all of the special edition stuff, yeah, you know. because that's as you said that is the culturally significant version. That's the version that, that is, you know it doesn't that it, is literally the one that is responsible for all the Star Wars shit we have now. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. So, it might yeah. not. It doesn't match up as well to the later films, which is a lot of what the special edition stuff was about, was trying to smooth everything over and make it feel like, you know, it was just another episode in the saga. But that's what makes, but that's what makes it great. The original version, the fact that this is the original, this is the one that started the whole thing. And all that other, Mm -hmm. all that star Wars saga stuff came after this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Me too. Surprise. (laughs) Okay, now we're going to come to a point where we recommend other movies. <laughs> so now we're going to recommend some other movies. Steve, uh, recommend another movie. I'm going to recommend a movie that was one of the primary sources for Star Wars and okay. one of the primary influences on it. And that's just not me talking shit. George Lucas has actually said that. Uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's not me being a, a movie snob going, I've read into this film and I've detected the influences. No, George Lucas has said... <laughs> Uh, that I based a lot of Star Wars on a movie, a, a Kurosawa film that we actually mentioned briefly in the, the review called The yeah. Hidden Fortress. Uh, yeah. 
The Hidden Fortress is one of Kurosawa's samurai films uh, from the late yeah. 50s. It's one of his best movies. If you've never seen The Hidden Fortress, and if you've never seen Kurosawa's Akira Kurosawa's uh, samurai films, The Hidden Fortress is as good of a place to start as any. And oh, yeah. it's a really exciting adventure movie set in feudal Japan. and With droids in it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, actually, it is. If, you, if, you, if you're familiar with Star Wars and then you watch The Hidden Fortress for the first time, it's kind of surprising how close it is. Like, he really did. Oh, yeah, he, he lifted quite a bit of the plot of Star Wars from The Hidden Fortress. You will recognize quite mm-hmm. a few characters and, and quite a few plot points from the films. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it deserves to be remembered as more than just an inspiration for Star Wars because it's a great film in its own right. Uh, so yeah. that's what I recommend. Uh, Kira Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress. Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to recommend the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I'm not going. To. I'll never do that. Please don't look. I mean, it, I'm sure people have found it all together, but it just as a reminder, Star Wars is so big that they had a Christmas special. Yeah. And it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Happy Life Day, um, everyone. I'm going to, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to recommend Empire Strikes Back. Fuck yeah. Because it is the better of the three, of the original three. It is the best. Everyone agrees that it is probably the best out of, if you want to consider the prequels part of it, the six. It is the best out of all of them. Um, Same characters. Same kind of stuff. Luke learns how to become more of a Jedi. There's a little frogman. (laughs) Which is probably the, the best puppet character in a movie to date. The most, definitely the most believable character to, to this since before or since I can think of. Can you think of a better one? No, I don't think so. All puppet? Yeah, no, no, there isn't because it's Yoda, dude. Yeah. Anyway, it's called The Empire Strikes Back because bad stuff happens and it's got a cliffhanger ending. And if you haven't seen it, I'm assuming you're listening from Pluto or some other planet, <laughs> or you, you finally got this podcast at Alpha Centauri fifty thousand years from now. And I don't know how long it takes for uh, radio waves to travel out there. But, you know, check out Empire Strikes Back. But you have to watch it after Star Wars. Or do you? Can you just watch... If you threw Empire Strikes Back at somebody, would they be able to just pick... I guess they I could just so. pick up from any point. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a complete mm. movie. I don't think you need to... You need. I mean, obviously you'll appreciate it more if you've seen Star Wars first, but I don't think you have to have yeah, seen yeah. it. Hmm. So yeah, so go see that. Yeah. Alright, that's it. Now you know how we feel about Star Wars. How do you feel about Star Wars? I would be genuinely surprised if anyone said, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> I know that there are people out there that don't like it, or have never seen I know that there are people who have never seen it. But then again, they're also the kind of people who don't like movies either, yeah. so they're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, fuck those people. I don't believe in that low form of entertainment. <laughs> it's strictly cave painting for me. I'm old school. <laughs> I believe in shadow puppetry only. <laughs> That's when people do how to but tell if, a story. If you have a movie that you'd like for us to to review, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website and go to the contact page and send us an email. Or if you're listening on SoundCloud, leave, SoundCloud, leave us a, a, a comment there. Or if you're listening to us on Facebook, go, go there and leave us a comment for, for us to review. Just please remember, we're looking for films of note. There are lots of films that have been recommended that I love, but are not uh, considered necessarily um, classics or pop culturally significant films, which are still just a, just as great. They're great films, and I'll definitely recommend them at some point. But they're not like on the level of Star Wars. 
Only only movies is as important as Star Wars from here on out, Steve. Okay, only only Star Wars level or higher. Yeah, so that's we've already done Gone with the Wind. So that's um, pretty much we're it. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Avatar. No, Alvin, you know, here's the funny thing about Avatar. Everyone made a big deal about it, but it disappeared like a fart in the yep. wind, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> everyone went to go see Avatar, and then everyone, when they finally got it on Blu-ray at home, went, What the fuck? This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few brain-damaged people who wanted to believe that the, the, the planet there really existed got upset. <laughs> or... Love it that much. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening in once again. This has been Jason Harding. Go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. And you know, this is great and all, but if there's a bright center to the universe, this is the podcast that it's farthest from. Are you not happy? It's stupid. I hate <laughs> it. Why, we need to do the special edition to make it better. Oh, that means we get to go back and we can put in a whole bunch of shit that doesn't mean anything. We can can replace our original jokes with newer, unfunnier jokes. (laughs) Perfect! I'm going to get started on that right now! (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.